0: Hi, welcome to episode 573 of the Fantastic Forecast. I'm Dave Elliott, and I should start wearing cologne, right? I mean, guys who wear cologne are just so cool. On the other hand, I do shower. In every episode of the Fantastic Forecast, I'll be talking about a different issue of the Fantastic Four, starting with issue one and going all the way to issue 645. Today, it's Fantastic Four 573 from January... 2010. Adventures on New World by Jonathan Hickman and guest artist Neil Edwards. Holy crap! We made it to the year 2010. We've made it to the Fantastic Four comics of this decade. We also made it to the year that I first started doing this podcast, 2010, also the year we made contact. And so previously, Johnny and Ben planned to make a trip to New World, this other version of Earth, built by rich people to escape from this world, which was ruined by rich people, ooh the irony, but instead New World was inhabited by 100,000 survivors from the future, which I thought it was more people than that, like, billions of people. I would go check, but, you know, I'm too lazy. So the story starts with some dialogue between Sue and one of her kids, apologizing and telling about what happened on New World. And we see that New World does not look to be in such great shape. There's this one guy, and he's got, like, a spider-looking robot, and they're running for their lives. And we quickly learn that the man is Ted Castle, the man in charge of creating New World. And the spider robot is his wife, who has a human brain in the head of the robot, which we can see through a glass window. And that brain belongs to Ted's wife, Alyssa Moy Castle, an ex-girlfriend of Reed. And I'm guessing this is not much of a happy ending for her. They've detected a portal from Earth, and they're rushing to make it there in time. Alyssa says that she's happy there on New World and doesn't want to go back to Earth, but Ted gives us a recap of all the crappy things that have happened since we last saw New World. The sun has collapsed, formed a singularity that is slowly sucking them inside. Space-time is buckling, and the people from 500 years in the future have been undergoing abnormal evolutionary acceleration of a cause that will eventually kill them all. And just think, All the world's richest people were planning to move to New World. What a damn shame. The castles have to fight off some guards, who tell them they've entered the Forbidden Ultron Territory, which, if you're going to name a forbidden area after a villain, Ultron Territory is a pretty good name. Much better than the Pace Pot Pete place. Actually, I think the place is named after one of the so-called New Defenders, Alex Ultron. They arrive at the portal, and they find Ben and Johnny and the kids coming out of the other side, and immediately, they're surrounded by armed guards. Of course, these robot guards don't last very long, and then Ted Castle blows them away, and he he comes along and he asks where Reed Richards is. Ben says he's still at home, and Johnny asks who they are and what happened to this place. Ted takes off his helmet and explains that because of the space-time buckling issues, eight years have gone by very quickly. Damn. We could use some of that space-time buckling here on Earth. He says he's Ted Castle, inventor of New World. But they can't get the portal to Earth to work from this side, and they better hide before the armies of Light, Wave, and Ultron arrive. So Ted grabs the kids and runs... ...while Ben and Johnny clobber the shit out of some robots. And then the vacation gets worse as Lightwave and his daughter arrive. His daughter is, uh, Psyonix. The girl that Johnny was dating. Actually, really. He was just kind of, like, banging her. Back, uh, during the Mark Millar run. And they disappear with Ben. And then Johnny rejoins Ted and the kids and Alyssa Moy's brain... ...and asks, what's going on? Ted has to repeat what he told us earlier about the star collapsing on itself and space-time getting all screwed up. And here, he mentions that there were 8 billion survivors on New World. So that text piece at the beginning of the issue, about 100,000 survivors, was wrong. He does add that there was a revolution, and Lightwave and Alex Ultron took over the world, and they used the mental powers of Natalie X to control the population and keep them sedate and docile. So Ted leads them into the ship, which they take off, they fly over the city, and they see a building so high that there are people on top of it who who can jump off the building and get sucked into the black hole. Which doesn't sound like a lot of fun to me, but I guess if you're going to commit suicide, that's the way to do it. You know, the only black hole I want to get sucked into is... Okay, I'm not going to finish that sentence. So they start flying down a tunnel to the center of the earth. Ted's home. Back in the capital of New World, Alex Ultron and Lightwave are having a disagreement. Lightwave says they should go down and capture Valeria because, yeah, Valeria, a three-year-old girl, can save their world. Which he... I hate that. But Alex Ultron thinks it's wrong to go after a young child, so he refuses. Lightwave sits back on his throne and he says that it doesn't matter, they will come there, eventually, looking for Ben Grimm. No need to chase him to the center of the Earth, or I guess, to the center of New World. Next we see Ben Grimm in his cell, and nearby, in another se- in another cage, is the Hulk, Hulk Jr., Bruce Banner Jr., who says he's a prisoner of conscience. I'd say he's a prisoner of those metal bars, but can't he? or the thing, easily break out of an iron cage. Back underground, Ted is alone with the kids, and he's telling them they're stuck. The portal doesn't work. Valeria insists that he tell her exactly what is wrong with the portal. Oh yeah, the three-year-old girl, she's gonna fix everything. She's gonna save the day, wonderful. Johnny, meanwhile, is back in the capital with Alyssa, the brain in a robot spider body. What an inglorious end to her tenure in the book. It's an interesting choice made by Hickman to gut this character, who's been a fairly interesting supporting character at times. The Fantastic Four have very few friends and or acquaintances from the past. It's kind of weird. They don't seem like antisocial people, but they don't have many friends that predate issue one. The telepathic lady informs Lightwave ...that Johnny and Alyssa are nearby. Back with Ted, he's showing Valeria the portal... ...and he says that a hundred scientists worked it out to begin with... ...and he really needs her dad to help fix it. She says not to tell anyone, but she's already smarter than her dad. And a hundred times more annoying. So while Valeria goes to work, there's this one whole page... ...a whole page where Franklin offers Ted a sandwich... Ted takes the sandwich. He says thank you. And the subtext here is that Franklin is just a stupid little shit. Oh, poor Franklin. He ought to get his powers back and use them to reverse whatever malfunction that happened in the space-time continuum to bring Valeria to their universe and undo that. Back with Johnny and Alyssa, they're breaking into the fortress in the capital. They find Ben's cell very easily. And Alyssa hooks up her robot body to the wall to open the cell door. But there's some kind of malfunction, a computer virus perhaps, that causes the robot body to break down. And the glass cracks open, and Alyssa's brain spills out onto the floor. Which, from the moment that I first saw that her brain was behind a glass window, you kinda figured this was gonna happen. Johnny's ex-lady friend, Psyonix, comes in and steps on Alyssa's brain. Jonathan Hickman must really not have liked the Alyssa Moy character. That really is the most inglorious end imaginable. Ben is like, You killed her! And Sionic's reply is, Oh, she was just an organ in a jar. I'm so jealous. If only it were legal to kill brains in jars on this world, it would be like heaven. She also reveals that secret evil plan of the bad guys, as she very well should, That Ted Castle is going to use Valeria to fix the portal, and then they can do what she says they should have done in the first place, send all the future people to Earth. Psyonix is about to make some smart-ass comment about how she's going to teach them to, and whoop, in comes Hulk Jr. and punches her head off, literally. I see blood everywhere, and then we see her body laying on the floor, and it looks like it's missing a head. Nice ex-girlfriend there, pal. Ben says to Johnny. Johnny should have replied that even without a head, she's still preferable to the she-thing. So Ben and Johnny take off to go back to the center of the world. Hulk Jr. stays behind to find Lightwave. And then, it's the weirdest ending ever. Two people are talking to each other. And in a few pages, we learn that it's Sue and Franklin. And Franklin is saying what's what's happening next. Johnny and Ben went and got Valeria and Franklin and returned home. Ted Castle stayed behind to pilot the world and it looks like there's some kind of big propulsion unit on the bottom of New World and a bunch of ships are flying away from the planet. I'm not sure what that means. Franklin wonders if they'll ever see Lightwave or Hulk Jr. again or Ted and we see Sue putting Franklin to bed on the last page and and she says that she doesn't know. You never know what to expect next with this family. They noticed a clock. And while Valeria has an old-timey clock with bells on it, Franklin has a clock radio that you can hook your iPod up to. Ooh, pretty fancy for 2009. It's funny, now that the time has passed for iPods, yet the term podcast is still around. I just imagine 10, 20 years from now, kids will be like, why is it called a podcast? Well, because people used to listen to them on iPods. What the hell's an iPod? They see that it's after midnight. Sue gives Franklin a kiss on the forehead and says, it's his big day, his favorite day of the year, his birthday. And considering that he's only aged like six or seven years in 40 years, his birthday is very rare indeed. Oh no, it's time for a special treat! Poetry Corner. Time for me to lay down some culture on your bad selves. They say it's your birthday. It's my birthday, too. Yeah. They say it's your birthday. We're gonna have a good time. I'm glad it's your birthday. Happy birthday to you. Ah. 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 Come on. Come on! Yes, we're going to a party party. Yes, we're going to a party party. Yes, we're going to a party party. That is a piece called Birthday, written by John Lennon and Paul McCartney in 1968. And speaking of birthdays, guess who was born in 1968? Yes, Franklin Richards. And coming next issue, it's time to have a big bad birthday party and guess who's invited? Spider-Man. Check. Frank's old friends from Power Pack. Check. Some ugly Newton kids from X-Factor. Check. Dragon Man. Sure, why not? Check. Moon Knight. Okay, I think his invitation got lost in the mail. And that's all for now. If you have any questions about the Fantastic Four, about this podcast, or if you need relationship advice, you can email me at podcastff at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter, Dave Valley at podcastff. And you can download other episodes to iTunes or find them all at www.podcastff.podbean.com. So long, kids. This podcast is over. On a summer day, it's so hot. I want to swim. You want to